When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Just two blocks up the street from the Cow Palace in San Francisco, California, I'm Schmitty, and this is Talkin' Schmidt. Today on the show is Chris Hoslam. He's a longtime pro skateboarder who was born in Canada, did some time in Singapore, and now spends most of his time traveling abroad. Chris is quite the technician on his board and is well known for his role with Daywon Song in the epic video, Cheese and Crackers. Recently, Hoslam started his own brand and contributes to mental illness and awareness. It's Project Semicolon. So it's just everything. And then there's like avenues to the prevention hotline or the these other places that you can go to if you have a specific thing you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Because skating gave me so much that I want to be able to like at least maybe put a dent in it somewhere of helping some of these people. Also, it's Sodi season, kids. Have you seen these parts that are dropping? Mark Susiu, Miles Silvas, Tiago Limos, and yesterday, Milton Martinez. Holy fuck is right. Who do you got? Who's your pick? I'd love to hear it. Oh, and special shout out to Canada. Shout out. You guys are at 5% on the pie chart as listeners. Come on now. Let's step it up up there. How about this? The first person to order something off the Talking Schmidt website in Canada, I will pay for your shipping. How's that sound? From what Eric J. and McKenney are saying, the neck face long sleeve shirts are fire. Okay, okay, we got a long one for you today. And you're going to learn some shit about old school WWF wrestling as well. So without further ado... Hey friends, this is Chris Haslam, and you're listening to Talking Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cars try right now. All big dogs in. What do you think, Schmitty? 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. John, Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. He's so fucking good, dude. Shit my pants, lad. The Rolodex is fucking deep. Are you ready? Come on, Schmidt. Well, hello. After much fucking technical difficulty, 
We got it going. I got a great guest for you today. We're not going to talk skateboarding at all. We're just only <laughs> talking WWE and Canada. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chris Hoslam. Hey, friends. What's well, good? Not a whole lot. Just uh, on my way to Canada, thought I'd stop by. Dude, hold on. Did you hear that? Fucking, um, that was Miles Silva switchback healing Wallenberg <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I filmed that. So that was the audio, and it, uh, you probably saw it in the primitive video, which just played last week. Holy shit, huh? That's shocking. Four days, four years, we went there. Really? Yeah. You can't bomb the hill to it anymore, can you? No. They put up like a railing and a curb. It's like a wheelchair access ramp. Can you like throw down and do it by throwing down or do you have to? I think maybe somebody, I don't know. That's gnarly though if you do do that. I definitely know somebody has thrown down to it. How is he like Reynolds or somebody, no? He just is like three or four monster thrusts and then front side flips it like 10 feet past. No, because he front side flipped it at Bale, Buster right? Bale, yeah. but he backside flipped it not at a contest. I'm pretty sure they had the ramp there though. That's crazy. Yeah. How have you done the first, second? Have you, have you all going to those stairs yet? Oh, uh, I I got a um, nose slide on the second stair. Oh, <laughs> to fakie. <laughs> I remember uh, it was a Carl Watson three six foot one eighty off the first one. I do remember Simon Woodstock ollied oh. maybe three of them on the skimboard. I think I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching. Uh, there was uh, Chris Markovich like I don't know what video that four on one issue one or something. He like tried to ollie it with the crowd there or whatever, and he just like slams. That was back to the city contest in the fountains, and then after that, we all went to Wallenberg because Markovich was like, I, I think I got you know like exactly. he had, and that's when Jesse Piaz one eighty'd it. Maybe that was the same day Simon Woodstock was there with the skimboard, but that <laughs> was God. yeah. There's pretty he, rad photos of Felper just like. Ah! Did he? Uh, uh, Ollie with the uh, wetsuit on too. He probably did. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. All, all for theatrics. That was theatrics before fucking Le. You know, yeah, yeah. before fucking Trapasso yeah. and them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I he used to skate. Woody, I think was it a? It was like Derby or something. He was like do blunt of figs, and sh the guy would shoot at bow and arrow. Oh, Remember right. the bow and arrow one he Dude, had? It was gimmick rock. He had so many gimmicks. <laughs> the fish tank or the bowling ball Yeah. One. <laughs> it was endless. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, well, enough about Wallenberg. What's going on with you? You are transferring up to Vancouver right now? Yeah. I'm just, I was in LA and I was just driving up uh, for a couple of days and I'll probably come back down because I don't want to be in the wintertime up there. Yeah. You going to see Keegan? I hope so. That's my boy. I know. I don't know. It, he's flying helicopters these days. I heard. I, lo I love and miss him so much. He's a rad uh, spirit. And uh, Toad and Cardiel just went up there to go snowboard or no bike, bike riding, riding yeah. and Keegan joined them yeah. for a day. But they said he's doing really well, so that's awesome. Uh, he he lives in Vancouver then, or I, is he? He in might like live in like near whistler i don't know really oh, like squamish zone or something is he dropping uh stuff over fields like is he feeding fields or adding chemicals or something i don't know i have no idea i think <laughs> something i know i asked him to go on a ride once he's like oh it's like 
seven hundred bucks and certain amount of an hour or something. Right. I was like, well, it's above the pay grade these days. I think me and him had an um, ongoing joke that um, we didn't really care about the girl we married. She just had to have ice cream in the freezer. Which, which kind of ice cream, though? Well, I think ice cream's kind of like chips, where you can't. I've never had a bad ice cream. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I went. I went. I did an interview uh, uh, when I was in Barcelona for Jankum. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was like, "Where the hell is Chris?" Whatever. Okay. That kind of interview. Yeah. And uh, I said something about eating ice cream, and then Ben and Jerry sent me like a tie dye T shirt and like three tubs of Ben no and way. <laughs> Ben and Jerry's like thing, the container that's like frozen that comes in the mail. No way. <laughs> the guy that hit me up was like, "Dude, uh, I heard you like Ben and Jerry's." I love Ben and Jerry's. And he's, I was like, yeah, whatever. He's, you ever, your address? You ever had a Maricone dream? The Stephen Colbert <laughs> one? No. It's a game changer. Oh, that yeah? one made me not eat any other ice cream for like five years. Like right when it came out, I only got that one every time. Well, what is, is it? Like it's like everything. It's like caramel, waffle, vanilla. Oh. Ch- like a, it's a big swirl of stuff and it's so good. If you're listening out there, you can send me shit anytime <laughs> right here at the mag, uh, courtesy of Schmidt. I'll, I'll eat that shit out of there, Benny J. Yeah, there's your reviews. Maybe you should put uh, some reviews on there. Product Patrol is back. Well, they gave me a t-shirt too, and it was like a double XL. <laughs> no way. Fuck. Right the target market, I guess. We gotta, I'm going to just send them some clips of this <laughs> with like video of their ice cream dancing around. I might have homies' emails still, so oh, I could hit them up and see, yeah. if you can, see if he wants to send you some ice cream. So you were born in not British Columbia, right? Ontario? No, I was born in Niagara Falls, Ontario, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, how long did you live there till? Uh, well, I bounced around in southern Ontario uh, uh, f- until like 90, so like 11 years maybe, oh. 10 or 11 years. So you kind of grew up there? A little bit, like elementary school and all that stuff. And then high school was? High school was in, we moved to Singapore in 91. Oh, right. And then I did uh, I did high school majority of the time there. Well, why did you guys move there? Is your family is? No, my, my people think it's military stuff, but it, no. no, no. My dad was like, uh, my both CIA? my parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For <laughs> well, MI five. <laughs> no, no, uh, they they were like uh, teachers and professors. My dad got a a job as a dean or, or an assistant dean in the university down there because he met mutual friends and some of the trips he went on for work in London, Ontario. So he, yeah, they just said that if they had anybody they know that would be good for the job, and they hit up my dad, and he was like, "Yeah, let's do it. If we're gonna move, we might as well move," you know. Fuck, your dad's wicked smart. Yeah, well, so was my, my mom too. Mom was uh, personal training and all this stuff too. Like she, they were both like, oh, they're both like. Uh, she's still, she's almost seventy, and she's still, she runs like three hours. What the fuck? Yeah, like, and she has a hip replaced everything. She's hip replaced. Oh and yeah, one kidney. Holy shit! <laughs> and she's running and still, she goes to Singapore still every couple months to teach uh, personal trainers, uh, give them certificates to be personal trainers. So did you go to school in Singapore? Yeah, high school. Did you learn the language? No, they, well, they, most of the time in Singapore they spoke English because it's it's a first world country in a third world area. Okay. So it's like. I've never been. Yeah, so it's like, you know, marble and 
big sky rises and but most of the time it's a lot of english people there it's like ledge heaven right it is but it's hot as hell at all year is the air shitty is it like smoggy when i was living there it was you know it can it could get that way but it wasn't like you know shenzhen or any of those places where it's just like industrial heavy you know right it was it was okay but it was just like humid and she melt outside and but yeah, once I got Is it, that where you found skateboarding? Yeah. Once I started skating, I didn't really care about, you know, learning languages or... How did that go down out there? Like, was other people skating? There was a few, but... Uh, what drew you to it? Uh, there, we, this is one guy that used to skate around our neighborhood, this French guy. And he used to just push around and I was into team sports and stuff. And we're just, you know, trying to do all kinds of stuff as a kid as you know get outside and it was like Screw, let's try that uh-huh so me and my brother got one and uh yeah we just kept doing it and then all the team sports just kind of fizzled away and i kept doing that stuff but it was around the time when uh that dude michael fay got um the american kid that got uh caught spray painting all these cars and stuff and bill clinton had to get involved all that stuff oh yeah so uh like white kids that were vandalizing were like it was like kind of, they were on a high alert for that kind of shit oh whoa so we were uh you know 14 and getting frisked like at spots for vandalizing but we could we didn't get any issues after the besides that so did that i mean that kind of is what drew me to skateboarding is that kind of what drew you to it is it wasn't like the it was kind of you felt a little outlawy and and stuff yeah well there it was a, a sense of like you're you know doing something bad but you're doing something cool yeah and it was accepted but you're still kind of like get in trouble if you do it in the wrong place or right yeah i mean i think so i mean i never had that kind of it must be so different though in china because like for us it's u.s you're going to school with these jocks and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. and they're looking at you like you fucking punk like they're you suck you're the worst you're like the nerd of you're below the nerd maybe <laughs> and uh that kind of like made you stoked like you're like i yeah. don't want to be like those dudes and the dudes that are doing this are rad and this is my individuality and it's not this fucking yeah. you know that whole thing what do you remember what your first skateboard was uh william Nguyen. no way santa cruz wow yeah, big I, uh, big friend of the show yeah william i Nguyen. i uh i because he's good friends with uh, Jason Arnold too. Yeah. And uh, I, I now that my friend Andrew does the Santa Cruz stuff, I went down there and uh, uh, Whitman, all these dudes showed me. I was because I've been looking for that board because I want to get it. Yeah. Uh, and Could they whip one up? No, they didn't whip one up. But they're like they gave me the it was a um, they showed me the uh, slick uh, you know the the slick thing they have like before they put on the board yep. uncut slick thing yeah they showed me that and then they showed me actual screen to it and stuff and they showed me the actual board that they had and i was like oh this is awesome but uh i haven't i can't find it anymore i even asked william he doesn't even have one no way but yeah. i painted it i painted because I, I didn't have it so i painted it like oh. on like a three canvas little canvases and i had it forever and i just i think i feel like i gave it to william oh sick so he's got his it's like a, um, cl- it was like a click. It was like a silver face. Uh huh. 
and uh, there's a guy in the background on the rooftop that he's shooting him and it says click on it okay i got a i got a photo right here i kind of remember um but that was my first board and i went and when i looked at it again the shape was just absolutely horrendous <laughs> right it kind of looks like silver surfer yeah like it's his face and stuff and then yeah the guy in the background that was my first board oh sick i mean a first like pro right i, I mean you know had the joe cools and all this weird crap you know uh-huh but um this was the first actual one i got at the skate shop so did you learn how to skate in singapore yeah me and my brother like you were doing kickflips out there and stuff well Try, yeah, trying to. I did it for my first kickflip uh, a few months into skating, but it was on a board with no grip tape because they didn't. The shop had didn't have any grip tape left. No way. <laughs> so I had to do it without it, and then I had to relearn <laughs> it again with the grip tape on it. With wheels though. They had wheels on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever do them like the carpet style? Well, I tried to. The more it was more grass style. You know, uh -huh. We would like go uh -huh. into the grass and stuff. And right. My brother actually bought a my brother's first board. I don't know what board it is, but it's a. It was like blue, and it was a San Francisco cityscape. It was in around 1993 or four, and I cannot. I don't even know what it is, and I'm trying to find it for him, and I don't. I don't know. Was it maybe Think? I looked at Think. I looked at like you know maybe a deluxe company. Yeah, I looked at a mall. I, I could I have been one of those underground ones. Like um, it said, San Francisco, and it had this cityscape on it. It was like kind of blue. You Probably know is Carl maybe. Yeah, I don't a mad circle. I don't even know mad circle maybe. board or like a. Yeah, I have no idea. If you guys out there know, DM me and uh, <laughs> we'll send you a shirt. So then after that, did you move to British Columbia? I moved back to Ontario for a year because we had uh, we had uh, permanent residency in Singapore and there was compulsory national service when you turned sixteen. Oh. Uh. So me and my brother bounced back to Ontario for like a year to finish high school. Right. And I think we did one year there and then we came back and I graduated in Singapore after and then I moved to, so 97, end of 97. Oh, okay. And I moved to uh, Vancouver. 97. So you were into wrestling when you were in Singapore? Yeah, they would play that at bars and stuff. And uh -huh. I mean, I went back again in like, because they had a new sports minister get inducted into the, the city or Singapore and they had a bunch of people come out and do like, you know, the wakeboarding that has the, you know, they have like a little pool that they pour when they do the wakeboarding in it. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that was organizing the skate side of it hit me up to come down and do a, a demo for this sports minister. It was like mid 2000, probably after cheese and crackers, like 2010 or something. Uh huh. And, uh, I went down there. They were still watching wrestling in like there wasn't football. There wasn't so I mean soccer sometimes. It's a weird like uh field hockey sometimes, but majority of the time it was like you know dudes you know doing pile drivers and stuff. <laughs> Jake the Snake still. Is it, is there subtitles? No, no, no. It was just cuz there people a lot of people there speak English like oh, a lot okay. of them. I mean there's Cause to me that was the best part was all the interviews and like the, the vignettes and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I know. I mean, it's because I when I actually went to I can't remember which one I went to, but I think they were in, we came to Vancouver once and I went to like a it wasn't WrestleMania, it was something else, but Starcade. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what <laughs> I can't even remember what it was, but I was sitting in the back and I, I was in the arena watching it and I was like, 
this is so much different. I can't hear anything. I'm, I was kind of bummed on the whole thing because I was like, dude, th- listening to like, you know, yeah. Jim Ross and all these dudes talk. It, is it the, makes it. Yeah. Oh my God. The hell in the cell. Yeah, yeah. That That's what like does it for me. And so I was just like, I might as well just, I could be in there, but I sh- I'm going to put headphones in next time and just listen to the like live feed or whatever it is. Dude, when I was a kid, my next door neighbor, he did the Grand National. He ran it at the Cow Palace. Hmm. So he was a big deal at at this, at our, I don't know if you know what the Cow Palace is, but it's kind of our small indoor arena place. And that's where epic wrestling has happened. That was like our place. And uh, he found out we liked wrestling. Anytime wrestling came, he would give us three seats for the front row. Me, my mom, and my brother. Oh, my God. And my mom just was like, you know, she was divorced, so she was like, this is what the kids want to do. And she was, she's always been super supportive, but, like, she'd start getting into it after a while. She's like, you know what? I kind of like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'd be like, no, you can't like Hulk Hogan. You well, got to like Ric Flair. Or yeah. like fucking, uh, who was our guy? Like, uh, Macho Man was rad. Dude, ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, and Roddy Piper was like my guy. Like, Who's I, your guy? I met him, and uh, he had this thing where he's like, if you're drowning in a river, I'm the type of guy that'll throw you a rope, but I'll throw you both ends. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw him, I got I bought his book, and I was like, "You have to sign it. You have to write that and sign." It. He's like, "To be honest, I don't even remember saying." This. <laughs> I was like, "I'll fucking send you the link, bro. I got all that shit." Hell yeah! I am the legend killer. If you're drowning in a river, I'm the kind of guy that'll throw you a rope. I'll throw you both ends. <laughs> but that stuff was so crazy. That was stuff that they couldn't do now, like it, with the politically correct movement oh, and all man. that. Like, he, Salvatore Belomo came out and he was like, Hey, Sal, I'm looking for the junkyard dog. I didn't order a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for the junkyard dog. I, I wasn't looking for a pizza. I was looking for the junkyard dog, man. What are you doing? Brett, like, I, think, I don't can't remember what WrestleMania it was. I think it was might have been five or something that uh, uh, Roddy Piper was in, but he had half black face and half oh. white i don't even know what yeah i can't do you remember that yeah <laughs> he was from scotland wasn't yeah, he? yeah but quote, i think he's quote. from portland really well he i know he did some stuff with Stu hart and stuff in calgary with the right the that was like the main place people went the dungeon it, or yeah <laughs> those stories are crazy <laughs> but you have so it's true that you have like a big collection of the autobiography books and the books and stuff yeah yeah what's I, I your used, favorite one uh, I started it all with the uh, Bret Hart one. Oh, I don't think I read that one. The, that's the best one. Is it? I mean, even if you're if you're a Bret Hart fan or not, I am. You are. Yeah. How you, bitter is he? It was okay. It, there, it just seemed to be better. Like Vince fucked his whole life. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I watched something the other day, and it was like conspiracies on YouTube. You know, and you get in the loop. Yeah. And I was just driving, and it was just all these wrestling things, like you know. Uh, conspiracies or legends that got debunked or whatever and they're like well Bret Hart could have been in it he could have known or all this stuff and it was like who knows I mean he's in his book he plays it off like he didn't know anything so I'm gonna assume that he never knew anything but some of the podcasts I listen to of uh like Conan has a really good one where they just talk so much shit on everything. I just watched his, he had like a music video or something. Conan? Yeah. (laughs) I see that. He has a disco Inferno in there and they just make fun of him the whole time. But uh, yeah, I mean, when 
Bret Hart's brother died at a pay-per-view and they're like, the show must go on. They carry him out and then the next match happens. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking yeah. nuts. Blue Blazer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's in his book. That's in Brett's book. Okay. And it, he talks about it and just like talks about how like everyone was like, dude, like we can't go out and wrestle right now. This is retarded. Yeah. And then another one was like, dude, I mean, this is like millions of dollars. Oh, that's crap. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it was Everyone's watching. Yeah. But they knew he was dead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew in the ring. Because you, you in the you ring. You can see on their faces. They're like, come on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Even the heels and the, like, yeah, the, yeah, it yeah. was like nobody was against each other at that moment. And then, like, they took him out. And then Jim Ross and, uh, I don't know who he was with on the, on the, the on King? The King? Com- was Lawler? it Jerry Lawler? Yeah. I thought it was somebody else. Oh, but, I don't know. Yeah. But then, uh, Jim Ross, that same episode, the same show, wait, it was like, yeah, he's passed away. Like, he said it on the show. Here at uh, in Kansas City, uh, tragedy befell the World Wrestling Federation and all of us. Owen Hart was uh, set to make an entrance from the ceiling, and uh, he fell from the ceiling. And I have the unfortunate responsibility to let everyone know that Owen Hart has died. Owen Hart has tragically died from that accident here tonight. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's one of the craziest moments ever. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Fuck. I mean, a few people have like definitely gotten career savagely hurt doing what they do, you know, and they can't wrestle ever again or it like lingers on and, you know, I mean, like the narcissist Lex Luger got, uh, was sitting on a plane and his back just seized up and he was a paraplegic for like couple years i think and then he started getting better again and could walk again do we think lex luger killed elizabeth i think drugs killed her but she was with him in his, in his room <laughs> yeah fuck i know a lot about wrestling guys uh mick foley's book i read hulk hogan mm-hmm. roddy piper i got like five i think books Five books. Piper's was rad. I never got into Sting. I, I can't think right now. Mick Foley has two books. I think he's that, got that three. Okay. He's got another one. I'm pretty sure it's the first one he wrote. Is really three. good. That was the one that got like the New York uh, bestseller one. Yeah. And it yeah. talks about like how gnarly, because that guy was so fucking rugged. Yeah. Like how he raised the bar on himself and then all of a sudden he's jumping off yeah, fucking yeah. cages and all that yeah, crazy yeah, shit. Yeah. So you got into that in Singapore. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I always thought since you were from, in my mind, you're from Vancouver, yeah, yeah, and no, that was your no Bret Hart connection. I only I've only been to one wrestling because I I'm, I didn't even get to see like you know when all these dudes were doing it like Jake the Snake and all these dudes. I didn't get to see any. Oh, of Oh, so guys. it was kind of you were watching retro. I was watching. You were watching yeah, old stuff. I was watching. In the time, it was like I would watch on TV of them doing it oh, in okay. Singapore, but right. I wouldn't. I, I, they never came to Singapore, so right. I never got to see any of them. And when I went to Vancouver, the first time I had I could go and see them was like when all these dudes just piled out. Like Razor Ramon was just a complete oh, pile, man. and like you know Jake was done. Mister Per, everyone's died already. Holland Nash and. Uh Three Pac or whatever it is and those guys just fucking went full yeah, alcoholic. Full hams, yeah. 
sucked. They were so rad. Yeah. I kind of stopped watching it when the WWE turned to the WWF or WF turned to the WWE. Uh huh. Just because it was like, just wasn't there for me anymore. I mean, this, I mean, Steve Austin and Mick Foley and all those dudes were, and Undertaker was still running it. And yeah. I mean, oddly, uh, Dustin Rhodes and, uh, Goldust and all that stuff was still like there, but I didn't really like it. Everyone started using their own names and like, right. There was just no flavor to it anymore for me. Yeah. And now I like it. It's cause it's even just cause it's like novelty for me. It's like makes me remind, reminds me of like a, yeah. Cause modern day. Yeah, I've, I've really tried hard to get me into too. it and I'm like, no, it's not good. Yeah. I, I mean, can't. the rock is, is amazing. Whatever. That wrestling. Yeah. Is, changed it he's like the new age hulk hogan well he had really good banter too obviously he's an actor now but his ring like the mic skills is what made those guys i think and nowadays it's just i don't know oh it's terrible they all look the same yeah and it's it's kind of this process like they go through whatever the mtv thing was and it's like okay here's the 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 winner yeah yeah, it's kind of like american idol it's like a reality show yeah it's terrible if you want to hear a good story there's a podcast called uh, Crime and Sports, mm-hmm. and they do one on Jimmy Superfly Snuka, and oh, it's so I think, good. Is that the one? Yeah, I it think ta- I know. it talks about some shit I did not know. I think I know like the one. he was. I read his book. I have his book. Basically, Vince McMahon kind of saved him from like he wouldn't have been a wrestler. He would have went to jail for a long time. Probably. I heard that. And Scott Hall saved the. <laughs> I heard Jimmy Superfly. Uh, Jimmy uh, Superfly didn't know how to read. Right. No. Somebody else was doing everything for him. He did probably didn't get a, as as much as he had earned. Right. You know because he just didn't know how to read contracts and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I know that part. You just can't even read. With that, also I think in a way it's kind of like skateboarding because I think like back then those guys were just doing it because that was their passion or whatever. Yeah. And it it wasn't this money-making thing yet. Yeah, like, no. and then all of a sudden, the entertainment value blew up and probably, like, these guys aren't that smart and they got taken advantage of it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <sighs> How did you get sponsored? What was your first sponsor? Did you do a, like, sponsor me tape or did you get oh, seen yeah. at a contest? Or? No, I did a bunch of sponsor me tapes, but I was just, like, the I was in Vancouver at the time, so my, my friends would help me make them, and, you know, I shaved head and, like, just very uh, weird clothes. Yeah. Tearaway pants and stuff I'd get for free from my parents because they worked at a, they worked at university, so they would get, like, my dad would go to, like, uh, uh another university on like a you know a trip to see and he'd bring home their like the bulldogs jersey or a shirt or something you know right. and i would just wear that stuff oh. and like um so i would uh i would send out all these videos and <laughs> just crickets you know <laughs> everywhere like girl it was crazy because i saw a girl at, like a couple times and nothing and then uh i was skating slams one of the slam city jams um they had a barbie they usually had barbecues at some of the parks around there around the slam city jam yeah. time and i think musco was like screw it and he did a like barbecue at the park that i always skate at which was which, which was the outdoor richmond skate park it was like the you know there's one that moses like wallied up to no slide around the corner in the back it's it's not the skate ranch it's it was one it's one there is it in, indoors or outdoors? it's outdoors it's on the like the cement yeah it's like snake t- no, no, no. That's North Van. Right. Mine's uh, south by the airport. Oh, okay. Um, 
there's been a lot of footage in like the old uh, class of 2000 bones video and stuff oh okay like moses and conan and all these dudes just to skate it yeah uh so that was where i was i lived like across the streets so i would i was wow. hammering that place like i could skate that place with my eyes closed you know so they had a barbecue there and i was skating just you know doing my thing there and and uh the this guy Kelly Javonsky worked at Ultimate, that Kevin Harris uh, distributor up up distribution up there. He started hooking me up with Action Shoes. Oh, that was the you got Shoes was your first sponsor. Yeah, wow. That's that, well, sick. it was it was like Flow Canada distributor uh-huh. type sponsor, and then my first actual one was Decca. Decca. Yeah, but it, it it took you know from that moment to uh, Decca was like two years or something a year or two years or something we skated uh kevin harris park in langley they at his what is his house no it was an indoor warehouse that had like all it was kind of like right after animal chin so they built oh, all these crazy yeah. ramps that connected yeah. to each is other there's the, mini ramps on top is that of the decks. skate ranch yeah 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 that was like colin and all those dudes yeah. were like sam devlin and all yeah. these guys it was the most crazy trip so me and my friend graduated from high school i had a volkswagen bus and we're like let's go to vancouver yeah. we just drove up there there's semis passing us on the hills <laughs> like the things and we finally get up there we don't know what the fuck we're doing we're just like we're gonna go to vancouver yeah and we get into like downtown yeah and we go to the first skate park we can find and I'm pretty sure Sam Devlin was there. Was it China Creek? I don't know what it was, but it was like an outdoor one that was kind of like whatever. Is it cement? Yeah. Did I have this weird like sock looking uh, pyramid thing in the middle? I think so, yeah. Was it Ladner? It might, yeah, it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds familiar. And then, and then it, like the one side. Is that th- by where Sam Devlin would live in Sluggo? Maybe? Uh, no, but at the time. Everybody would skate that park because it was one of the better ones at the time. It was where Mike Hasty lives. Okay. Mike Hasty lives in Ladner. Well, we met those dudes, Sluggo and yeah, they, Sam Devlin, they, at the park. Like, first day, like, oh, welcome to Canada. We're from, uh, yeah. we don't know what we're doing. We're idiots. 2020. Watch that movie and Sam Devlin's skating that park. Oh, really? Yeah, 2020. No yeah. Okay. Well, we come out to get into our van to, mm. like, seriously thinking back on it i'm like were we just thinking we're just gonna pull the van over just wherever and sleep every night because i don't even know if that's cool in canada (laughs) like we didn't know anything we didn't do research or whatever and somehow this car is pulling out right at the same time of us and they're like california plates what's up where are you guys from and we're like san francisco and the guy's like dude we're from santa cruz hold on and like we meet up and they're like, yeah, we're, we just stayed here for a week. We're going home. Can you give this guy a ride back? And we're like, <clears throat> sure. So this kid gets in our car and we give him a ride to his house. Yeah. And on the way, he's like, what do you, what's your guys deal? What are you guys going to do? And we're like, fuck, we don't know. Like, I don't know. We're probably just going to camp or like go to a park and whatever. He's like, well, my parents are gone for two weeks. You guys could stay at my place. And we're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so we stayed at this dude's house for like two weeks. And I feel like his name was like, you might know who he is. He's a graffiti artist now. His name was like Udo or Uno or something like that. 
Oh, that sounds familiar. Who? And he's friends with Sam and Slego from back then. He skated, but then he kind of got out of skating and got into graffiti. But I have photos of this guy. Like we, so obviously we go straight to the liquor store and buy beer because <laughs> you can buy beer at like nineteen or whatever, eighteen yeah, or whatever the age. Like it was less than twenty-one. So we're like, we have photos pulling twelvers out and stuff. We go there, and the kid gets like he just wants to show off or whatever. He's doing bomb drops in his living room off like the mantle of the fireplace, <laughs> breaks a fucking table in half, like goes, we're like, what the fuck is going <laughs> Dude, it was the best. Though. But we skated all that shit. And, and actually, Bryce was at the Kevin Harris skate park. I didn't really yeah. know Bryce. I knew who he was. I didn't know him. But he was there with some other guy, and we saw him and... Oh, this is sick. We went to the island, Victoria Island. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think this one, like Jason Ellis, I think was sleeping under the ramps at the skate ranch, and like it's like Revolution days or whatever when Danny and Colin were. Yeah, it was right. Fired up about that. I mean, ramp. Colin was a little kid back yeah, then, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but no, that was that was sick. So Decca first sponsor. Yeah. That was with the help of uh, Kelly Jablonski, the guy that started giving me actions too. Yeah. How how long did that last? How long did the DECA thing last? Yeah. Well, technically it lasted for my entire career because the DECA thing turned into oh, right. something else, which turned into almost. So uh-huh. then I was just along for the ride for the whole time. Oh. So it, I started with day one. Like me, I got introduced to day one. We he knew, was on Decca. Yeah, he was like the guy behind it, like uh, yeah, the big pro behind Decca. I mean, there was a couple big ones, like Marcus. Was Cooper? Coop and I got on at the same time, but he had no a way. he had a uh, I had a part in it, and he had a bonus part because he, I think he just missed the cutoff for the video. Yeah. So he had a part in the bonus section, and okay. I I made the cut because I got I was just a little bit before him, you know. Ah. Uh. They had a pretty good team for a while. They're like Marcus and JB and yeah. and Enrique and I think Neil Mims was on at one point. Lavar was on at one point. Uh, like a lot of dudes were in and out of that, and then uh, it just transformed. And Luis was on at Cruz. We just transformed it into Artifact. It was just me, Coop, and Day, and then that lasted like five, two long. weeks. <laughs> that was yeah. six months or something, and then uh, that's when Rodney left Enjoy, and then. Rodney just was like, we can do something finally. Because that was when round one and round two were like just, you know, they had just done round two a few years before, and it was like still like this huge enterprise. All that was out of Dwindle? Yeah. And then we did. We changed the brand to Almost, and Rodney got like Sheckler from World to come on and Lutzka. So me, day one, Coop, Lutzka, Shex, and Rodney. I forgot about that. Yeah, because yeah. that was King of the Road. Yeah, and then Sheckler we did, was on King of the Road. And then on we did Almost. King of the Road. Yeah, and then we did King of the Road. Yeah, we did it with Schroeder. He was the guest. Yeah. How cool was that? Well, that's the first time I met Schroeder. And, uh, like I've always <laughs> been a fan of his uh, lip tricks and stuff. So yeah. watching him skate, car- we did the Carbondale run. Right. He was like killing in the rain. Oh kinda. man, yeah, eating pizza and. <laughs> That was the one where they were um they had the human target yeah, like yeah, they'd run across yeah, yeah, and yeah, shoot yeah, guns yeah, at yeah. them. Oh, and it was man. yeah, it was muddy and like it was awesome. That like, was the one thing in skateboarding that 
I should have been at that I wasn't at. Like I look back at that, I'm like, why wasn't I at that thing? It was. So it looked st- like the best. Thing I didn't. Ever. I didn't realize what it was until like, like I just thought it was just a gathering or whatever. Like right. whatever. It's just like we're all being here for this thing. I didn't realize that it was actually something until like a few years later. later and I was no. like, oh my god, that was so sick. Some kids lit the hill on fire. Yeah, hey, yeah. Well, dudes are running in the mud and people are shooting at them with like BB guns and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Sheckler, uh, no, Tom Curran trying to roll off the, the you the, had to roll down the, the thing, thing and just yeah. whale slid over the bump. Yeah. Oh my Schroeder God. Schroeder doing eggs, like hauling ass off that and then doing his roll on, uh, what is he rolling 50 50s around the corner of the deep end? Dude, he eats shit too. I know. I know. He's such a big dude, and he just goes for it. So the sick. Best. So sick. Been. Yeah. What, uh, was that the only time you've been on King of the Road? Yeah. That was Jaya Bondarov. Really? Yeah, Jaya Bondarov was our photo guy. No way. Yeah, Jaya was on it. We skated Salt Lake City with Tyrone Olsen. We had uh, Seth McCollum in, uh, what was it, Minnesota. Where did you start? New York, Philly? Uh, the Rocky Stairs. Where's the stairs for Rocky? Is that Philly? Philly, yeah. Yeah, we started there. And the ending was where? San Diego? Uh, no, San Francisco. The Hubba Hideout. Oh, right. Yeah, because that's when they measured the mustache oh, contest. Th- that might have been <laughs> the first one. 2004? No, I think it was the second. Second one? Who yeah. won that one? Because Deluxe won the first one. We definitely didn't win. Was Zero on that one? Yeah, I think they Zero Oh, won. then Oh, actually, won. you know, we they announced the winner at a Third and at Army. At Third and Army. Yeah. Okay, I was there. Yeah, that was Zero. That's when Zero won like two or three in a row, and then yeah. Blind won a couple, and then, yeah. And then Birdhouse won a bunch. Yeah, but no, like I remember getting to Philly, and we're opening the, the book or whatever, and all these flat ground tricks, and we're like, we got all these, no problem. Day one goes out and films like nine of them, and then the nine that he filmed weren't even in the book, and then he was just like, <laughs> God damn it, and then he just pretty much gave up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah he was God. doing crazy moves and they weren't even in the book he's like damn it dude <clears throat> wasted like a whole night just doing flag road tricks i could have gotten points for him Fuck. this was like before like you had to drink your own piss or eat someone else's yeah, snot or whatever i know and all the naked and yeah well we know anthony acosta skated naked really i think he was yeah acosta was he, on king of the road he was on our yeah he was uh he was on our crew he had oh. two photographers no, because I think this was before he started shooting photos. Really? I don't know what he was doing. Filming? TM? Film? No, he must have been filming. I can't remember. Acosta. Because Jaya, Jaya was on because he would, he would always leave to get Starbucks. And we we're like, dude, you got to shoot a photo. And he's like, oh, I'll be back. And then he like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, go away for like an hour. You're like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> I think Acosta was filming. as Tom Curran, Acosta, uh, Jaya. And then the dudes, me, Sheckler, Schroeder, Lutzka, Coop. Wow. That's stacked team, though. Is that, that's not where you turn pro, though, is it? Uh, I turn pro after the video. On almost? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I kind of had like, yeah, I kind of had like two attempts at like trying to get people to get, pay attention to what I was doing. Like the DECA days around the shaved head and everything. Uh Uh-huh. And then I kind of like fizzled out because nobody wanted to, nobody, you know, it was just me. And then the next video I had, Decca went out and then Artifact went out. And then the next video part I had, I was a totally different looking dude, like me now. Yeah. And my, uh, I think the trick selection that I chose uh, and how I was doing them kind of fit more to what I was doing, how I look now. And it kind of took off. And it was a round three video, which 
everybody was going to watch because the first two were just so sick, you know? Yeah. So I just had a more of a platform to, to shine. And I mean, I, fortunately, I was able to pull through with that part because- Who made that? Socrates? Uh, Sock filmed a bunch, but it was like uh, Jean-Jacques. Oh. He worked at Globe at, or Dwindle at the time. Did you pick the song or did they pick I picked it because I was playing uh, Need for Speed. I like that song. Uh, it was on the Need for P- Speed soundtrack. Oh, it was? Yeah, and it was uh, PlayStation 2, I think. Was it the Cardigans? Yeah, yeah. my favorite game. It was that, that was the first time that I uh, like because I was I was seeing how Rodney and, and people would do their how Rodney worked with editing and how Daywan worked with his editing and like oh. just how they you know worked with their footage and what they would do with it and all that. You know, before I was just like I'm gonna film whatever and just put it in you know and yeah. here it is the deck of video here's a song when I watch Rodney and watch Daywan and how, like Rodney's process and Daywan's and I would just. That's when I started making my own, and that's what round three was. It was my first, like, I need this trick. I need this trick would go good with this, you know, that right. when I started building upon what I what I would Rodney's do. Rodney's process room. must be insane. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It it was too much. It was I would never do it like him, but that's the way that he needed to do it to do what he did, and it worked, you know. Fuck. One of the things I've heard is Jamie Thomas, at least during one video, he took the song he wanted before he even started filming he, and he envisioned in oh, his yeah. mind like this is where mm-hmm. this is gonna go this is where this go so he started filming it and piecing it together yeah. it's almost like a music video that's that's like rodney type thing but rodney he has he's like time of day where he comes in and where he right. comes out has to be day to day to yeah day, and the then night. Like, the way that your eyes are looking oh. when you're going you know yeah. you want it to be like a tennis game kind of you know yeah so he, he had it all down and then there would be gaps and he's like all right when in almost when it's when he would do the hands one-handed handstand to flip it would spin down to this guy he had to go spin back up and he had to do something else he had to figure out what he could do to oh get it to spin God. back up and then all these, tri- all the flat ground trick on Hollywood Boulevard. He had to like, you mm-hmm. know, he tried to make it so that it was, because his tricks are crazy to watch. So you, it needs to be easy on your eyes to follow the way that he's going. Right. Because when you're trying to look at it, you're like, I don't know what the hell he just did, but I can follow where he's going. I just, if if his eyes were like a typewriter, yeah, you'd you'd be like too much. Fuck. But I mean, I got, I didn't go that crazy with it but just certain things like how you pay attention to how people will view it and you want it you know your eyes to move smoothly across the tv to to watch it you know sure instead of like doing the typewriter thing because then it yeah even though people might not think about that it's just stuff that i learned from rodney and i was like you know it makes perfect sense because you end up over on the left side you start on the left side yeah and then it's just easier it Makes they teach you that in film classes. Yeah, like yeah. Just making yeah. a movie or something, it's the same stuff. Like the B-roll needs to go the same way as the yeah, trick. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. And, and like, again, I didn't know 
I didn't know anything about film school or anything, and I learned everything I knew about what I was doing just from how Rodney and the dudes I was around did it. Pretty much, those guys are fucking yeah. so high level. Yeah, it's like, and they were they were so like you know that's when they were like secretive of their footage and stuff. And the the thing about I remember filming with Sock, um, and the one thing I like about Sock is that once you he gets a footed piece of footage of you. It's in anybody is gonna ask for it. It's in the it's in the bank. You can't. No one can touch it. He's like not gonna show anybody. Right. For sure, he won't show anybody. Like, it's in the bank until you he gets approval from you that it's okay, uh, which is sick. And that's probably why he has you know all these menace clips that never got shown or whatever yeah. he has and like all these crazy on gold mines. <laughs> so when they did the Rodney verse day one, mm-hmm. was it? Pretty much like Rodney filmed the part and Daywan filmed the part, but neither one of them saw anything that was going on until it was all assembled. The first couple, I think they would like, they would do their stuff and then, like, you know, Rodney would come in and, like, I think they would show each other one or two things and they're like, oh my God. That's basically what we did with Cheese and Crackers, really. Oh. The stuff that we didn't film together, it was like, you know, look what I got while you were away. Or he's like, look what I got while you were away. And it was like, you know, We'd be like, oh my God, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. So now I got to do something hard. And that's what it happened. And then we started uh, filming together and stuff. And that's what happened of it. But they, I think they went back and forth. Most of the time it was their own stuff. But they, you know, once in a while, if they saw each other, because I think they film on just different, like they want skating all the time. And I think Rodney skates like, nighttime like he'll skate he has they just they have different both schedules. seem like they kind of skate solitary though right well i think rodney more so just because he's such he, how he's always been you know and day yeah. one they want to skate with the homies and stuff he just likes his doing his thing especially when it's filming and stuff he'll unlike me he'll he'll want to film by himself and once he's finished filming he can go play again you know right I mean? right you know it's just like a it's just a way of him separating business from pleasure i guess you know how did the uh cheese and crackers thing how that idea where did it come from well me and him were skating all the time and we'd always uh skate mini ramps at like in this park in wilson park down in torrance in uh in la Uh uh-huh and we would uh we just skate around and do stuff and then you know obviously danny did one years ago and pine b videos they had a section it wasn't a video it was a section uh, yeah you know all these dudes are skating he would do like cab nose blunt yeah whatever 360s and stuff so there was that but that was like 20 years ago and then it at the time it was like you know quarter pipes and mini ramps were just like uh it was just street skating that's what it needed to be and this is just park stuff it's garbage but day one and i were both like all about it we're just like dude we can both skate this stuff and then that Vulcan video came out chichikov or whatever it's called and rally had his ramp in there and they were doing crazy tricks in there and i would me and day one just look we're just like dude we can we got this you guys took it to this level though where it was almost like mousetrap where it was no, like that, a that wheel was, rolling no, down that, to that, no that was the that was the point of it all like i'm like because i know day one and to a degree and know what he's you know where his mind's at with that stuff and he knows my mind's at this we knew that when we were going to start this it wasn't just going to be uh like scenery mini ramp with you know we're doing frontside flips and all that crap you know what i mean yeah it wasn't gonna be like that we saw the chichka video and then we're like dude i think we could we could we should film something it wasn't supposed to be the whole dvd though it was we were gonna film like a like a segment five minute section but it was like 
real like crazy moves or whatever and then uh dwindles like no we got this plant we're gonna put your names on it it's gonna be a deal we're like what not no man yeah we can't we don't want to do that we want to just have it like this and they're like well we kind of supplied you with the ramp and the warehouse for this thing to do it with and we're like oh god because it it's like 15 minutes dude 15 minutes on a mini ramp who the at the time who the hell wants to watch that like we were like dude i don't know if i would watch 15 minutes on a mini ramp it, it's not like a mini ramp contest with like mark Gonzalez skating or yeah. something you know what i mean so we're like, God damn it. So our names got put on. We're like, we're going to put your names on it, yada, yada, yada. And then it, we just were like, all right, I guess I guess this is it. Let's do this. So we just started hammering it out. And uh, we made sure that it had kind of more of a, like an organic kind of feel to it, like kind of ghetto looking feel because that's just, you know, we just wanted to be about the skating and just filthy, gross. We don't want it to be clean and... You know, it just turned out way better than we had oh, imagined. Rad. You know what I mean? Would you say more than half of it was alone, or did you guys film a lot of it together? Oh, we filmed a lot of it together. He uh, films a lot of my stuff. I filmed a bunch of his. Oh, Sock filmed a bunch. Our buddy John uh, Fitzmano filmed a bunch. It was wow. Yeah, it was. That was probably the most processed video you you've ever filmed, or what? Yeah, what it was. That video was definitely the most involved in the whole entirety of the video that I've been in any video because yeah. it was, it was just about me and day one and what we did on the yeah. ramp. So that was, that's what we tried to, cause I know they wanted to make a DVD. We're like, okay, we can do this, whatever, but we're doing it all. We're going to do editing with sock day one. We'll do editing with him or uh -huh. sock. I'll help him do it or he'll do it his own, but we're going to do it all. And we need to have it that way. We need to, this needs to be our zone. Like you can't bring other people in. That's we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna bring them in if we want them in there. Yeah. Otherwise, you just stay away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was uh, that's all our spray paint in there. That's all our red. Every nail that we put in that's there, it. we smashed in. And that one's gold forever. That thing's a fucking classic. Day one. Like recently on Instagram, Daywan mm -hmm. did something where the wheel comes off, he grabs it and puts it back on or some shit. Yeah, well there was a Manny he like, did. What the fuck is this? Oh, guy he doing? did a he did a judo or a saran wrap <laughs> or something and he put it back on, yeah. Yeah. He's not well, he's on some next level stuff. I mean the type of stuff that he's doing right now is fits perfect with Instagram and what yep. what people look at on there and for you know, if you want likes or follow whatever he does it perfect. He's a perfect dude for it to do mm -hmm. that stuff. Holy yeah. shit. I look at some of that stuff. I'm like, did he do this in one day or did this take like six months? No, it probably took him one day. Probably took not even a day. Probably took him like two hours. He just came up with the idea and was like, oh, I'll do that today. Yeah, probably. Fuck. I mean, he's awake super early and he, you yeah. know, it's what we did in Cheese and Crackers. We get there super early and we just sit in there and stare at the ceiling like, uh huh. All right, what do we do now? Okay. You know, and he probably does that every day and just is like, all right, well, I'm going to pretend like I'm going to three flip nose blunt this adidas box <laughs> or the shoelace and like yeah. nose bump the shoelace or whatever is the is the process fun or is it stressful like are, when you're skating with someone like day one or uh rodney the mm. the caliber of skater that you're up against you're like my shit has to be on point is it fun like you're like i'm feeding off this or are you just stressed like dude this guy's so good like how do i keep up or no, is it a little bit um, of both? Well, it's a lot easier when you know each other's weaknesses. Oh. 
You know what I mean? With day one and stuff, I shine in places that he doesn't, and he shines in a lot that I don't. You know? Yeah. So he might do something that he's super good at and I suck at, but then uh, it's just about having confidence in what you're doing. Right. If you're confident that your stuff is good, then it should, you know, it works well. I don't even know if he's, con- he just does it, and it's like amazing. It's everything, you know, he just does what he does, and it's like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like his wheel flies off. He puts it back on. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of intimidating. Like when I first started skating with Daywon, uh-huh. like Decca. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I guess you've just known each other so long. Yeah. When, again, it, it's it's about, you know, knowing that we have weaknesses in yeah. our skating. You know, just we we know that we're confident in the ones that in the skating that we do do. And uh-huh. at this at this point in our careers and stuff, we can easily trust each other to do something that will make each other look good. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll maybe I'll do something shitty, but he does something amazing that'll make me look good, or or vice versa, or whatever. You know? So it's like a it's about you know we can we figured out how to work with each other on that level. Right. And Rodney Rodney is. Uh, does his own thing most of the time you know i mean i skated with rodney like three times oh really i remember playing a game of skate with rodney in the back of the old dwindle mm-hmm. like before they changed where the deck of video was filmed we played a game of one trick skate and this is when all the stuff was around and he was doing he was just off of uh i don't know when round two came out but he was like doing the front crook finger flips out and stuff on the tables mm. and he was like all right let's play a game of one letter skate i'm gonna do he's was i think he was trying to front crook uh a table double finger flip out you know like and then mine was uh a flat bar up to a mani pad i do backboard front side flip switch mani <laughs> and we were just go- i mean <laughs> i'd never done that i mean he's obviously done the front crook finger flip and i did mine but not together and so it was like you know, an hour of us just wow. trying. And of course he did it. I landed mine and then Sock filmed mine, but he lost the footage. <laughs> no. Damn. Sock. Yeah. Holy shit. That was the biggest session I've ever had with Ryan. And that was like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah he's pretty notorious for kind of isolating. Ex- exclusive. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him in on tour in parking lots of the hotel, like in the morning with no shirt on, sweating his ass off. And we had to go pick him up to go to the demo or whatever, but he wouldn't skate at the demos, you know? Does he not like skating in front of other people even, like, when they're watching? He he has to have had, I don't know. You know, he... Because he did contests and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think he minds. I think he just likes doing what he do. I mean, he does... Uh, the response he gets from the people when he's at the demos, uh, I think, triggers something in him to be like, dude, I, I want to I skate with this crew right now like he it triggers him still i yeah i could see i saw it at the time but this is when he was hurt too right he wasn't Full. at rodney level that right. he wanted to be at so he never like he didn't want to like come in half ass you know so we were watching i don't know somehow youtube had his ted talk as like a yeah as a like a, a video you should check out mm. and i was like you should watch just a little bit of this to get an idea of what kind of dude this is. Because yeah. it's like you can't explain him really. Yeah, I know. And she just loved it. Like some people are just like it's too intense. Or what, but she was like, this is the guy. I yeah. was like, yeah, he's intense. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has a way of um, interpreting 
what we do as skateboarders to people that have no idea. Yeah. And I think I think he can yeah. verbalize it in a way that if you really w- guy that's analyzing stuff, you can really understand what he's talking about even though you've never felt that's what was the, insane. Yeah, and I was I, like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. He just articulated this yeah. in a way for a knucklehead to yeah. figure out what we're doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I'm just, we're just like, it's fun, you know. Like, oh. What's but, his IQ? It's yeah. gotta be <laughs> through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, it can't be low. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But I mean, it's, he's awesome, man. He's still doing it, skating and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. He's doing a lot of those talks nowadays. Yeah. Not so much TED Talks, but like certain other ones and stuff. It's uh-huh. It's good to see he loves doing it. Now he was kind of nervous, or not nervous, but he was, he's just com- more comfortable now doing them than he was, you know? One of my favorite, because I used to do the um, Ask the Felpers, I would film Jake and somebody mm-hmm. else. And I think that, I mean, Cardiel is awesome, but the one we do with, Rodney at Dwindle was. I was there that day. It was so. I was like a fly on a wall. I remember. Was so stoked. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I Dude, just. I've told Rodney. I've told people about being at. I, I can't. I couldn't remember what it was for. And now that you say that, I remember being there because I was like, dude. Uh, this one time I saw because I would see Phelps around like contests and he, you know, he's yeah. doing his wavy hand <laughs> thing or his weird face or whatever he was doing. Yeah. Uh. And then, you know, people that didn't know who he was would be like, what's wrong with that? You know, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, despite how he looks there, yeah, I I was witness to a conversation with him and Rodney one time, and whatever he was, he, what he was saying in the conversation d- it hasn't, doesn't look like anything like that guy that was yeah. trying to push people off Wallenberg that one day. And like Rodney would look at him with all sincerity and be like, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like, like there was crazy like, references to people <laughs> and just all this shit and it was like dude it was like it was a like, beautiful mind part <laughs> yeah. four or whatever phelps could remember like the tag of your the color of the tag of your underwear that was hanging out when you bent over to do yeah. an invert and stuff you're like in like 1985 <laughs> you're like what the hell remember your friend tony <laughs> what <laughs> well from yeah from florida yeah. somewhere it was <laughs> so great dude i was th- yeah very privileged on that one i um, think that 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 like changed my perspective on Jake too. Just like, um, cause I, I didn't know anything about Jake. I just would see the Buster Bale ones and be like, well, this dude's like, yeah, I can't read this guy. Yeah. And I'd see him in here and he would, you know, he'd be awesome and stuff. But, um, when I saw him talking to Rodney and I, it started triggering like, dude, there's something going on in there. And it, it's definitely more than what I thought was going on. Like to a degree where he can, articulate and communicate with Rodney to where they're both hyped. Yeah. <laughs> they're both hyped to communicate with each other, but it was just, it was on a different level than I thought he was at. Definitely. And I was like, that's sick. Yeah. I didn't know what I was getting into. Like right when I sat down and like the camera started rolling, yeah. like the first question, I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> this is going to be super special. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is like yeah, it wasn't just mumbo jumbo. No. It was like actual things that. Yeah, and like, Rodney's so different yeah. um, from anyone I've ever witnessed on how he articulates and how much passion he has in yeah. his thought process. And Jake's this other thing. So both those in one was just like, oh. Yeah, man. they're two, they look like totally different humans. You know yeah, what I mean? And it's then, a good one. Yeah, you, I did like that YouTube one. YouTube that out there, guys. Ask the Felper, Rodney Mullen. 
two-parter. Yeah, that's a good... I feel like traveling has been like a real mm. important thing for you. Skateboarding obviously gives you that ability to mm. like go on all these things. Um, what some of the best places like you've been to and how do you approach it? Do you like look for spots or do you look for mm. places that look cool to go to and then I'll find spots when I get there or like what? Well, nowadays it's it's uh, what would be cool to skate. Where haven't I been type stuff, you know, mm. like. I just never said no. I would go. People would ask me. Friends would ask me. You want to? You know, yeah, let's go. You know, let's go. I, I, I didn't want to like be at the end of my career and be like, I should have gone. Yeah, I didn't. And from the first moment of like, you know, dwindle tours going to like Panama City and stuff and and across Canada, I made it uh, a point from that point to be like, I'm. I only get one, you know, you get one try at this thing. I mean, if, if someone's going to pay for me to go around the world like 10 times, I'm going to do everything. So that's, I, I always had that, like regardless. Huh. And I never really had any sort of things that to help me back because it was, all I was doing was skating every day, you know? If you, you know, to, you what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, probably skating. Yeah. So you want to go to Chile? Yeah. Let's go go to Chile for two weeks to do demos and stuff. Huh. You know what I mean? So I just never said no because I never wanted to regret not doing something when I had the opportunity to do it. Like the other year, a couple of years ago, I went to Mount Everest for a skate trip. No way. Yeah. Saw the, slept in the base camp, the, the first base camp of Mount Everest on the Nepal, on the Tibet side. Yeah. Uh, wow. For Red Bull. They, my buddy hit me up, was like, you want to, Nest, my buddy Nestor couldn't go, so you want to come? I was like, are you kidding me? Right. Yeah, I'm going. Fuck. South uh, South Africa was awesome. Did uh -huh. that a few times. Did that two or three uh, times. So, is that the longest one? The longest flight? Yeah, like Johannesburg? No, Dubai. Oh, Dubai is longer. Yeah, well, I SF to Dubai, I went a few times because my parents lived in the Middle East for a bit. An hour, like 15, every plane ride just seems like it's five days long so right how what, do you have any strategies for the no, those i don't have anything can I don't, you sleep on no, planes i can't even sleep on them so f f you just torture yourself yeah i watched i watched like nine movies in a row and then uh, when i get off my eyes are bleeding you know what i mean that kind of stuff i can't sleep on them do you get um jet lag like do you have to acclimate for a day once you're no at? usually not not anymore anyway i mean uh, i just i think my mind just let it go and was like dude just sleep whenever you're tired don't yeah. matter uh -huh. I, you know i got all these awesome plays i went to Gr greece like five times I'm like i want to go to greece. i went around That's europe i've been around europe like you know, just like everyone, it's all skaters, you know? Yeah. So many times because of skating. Yeah. I didn't have to pay a dime. Apart from the Mount Everest trip, I did a trip with McCrank and Keegan and... Uh, the bike riding Yeah. One? That was one very close to being one of the best ones I've ever done. Oh. Yeah. Skating, riding your bikes. It no. was you, Keegan, McCrank. Was Cairo on it? Oh, yeah. Me, Keegan, McCrank, Cairo, Silas, Rattray. Oh, just an epic crew. Yeah. Uh, Benji Wagner... When oh, yeah, before Polar. Polar started, it was I think this was the trip before Polar started. Oh, okay. Kenny Anderson was there. What about Kenny Reed? Reed wasn't there. The traveler was not traveling. He was, he was not there. <laughs> it was, I only did one trip with Kenny, and that was we went to Belarus. We were uh -huh. like the first um, international skaters to go to Belarus. That was a inside joke that P Stone and I used to always have. 
who's got more miles, Preston, you or the traveler? <laughs> yeah. Like, Kenny goes a lot of spots, Smitty. He's, he's got a lot of miles. He still was gnarly, too, though. Fuck yeah. So I, gnarly. I think he found out that I, I lived in Singapore for a long time, and he's like, oh, I've been there. And then he's, and he started naming all you, these you know full- that pizza spot yeah it's the only pizza spot out there yeah and he's like oh, you know eddie and you know like Telfer. you know you're like how the hell do you remember this stuff dude yeah he was, was he was insane with names right yeah he could remember your name well that like was his whole years. game was like i need it in to these places if i know the guy and i'm friends with him i'm gonna get back here yeah this like preston taught me so much about like how to get trips going and how to oh, fuck man. you need this guy because he's gonna get that guy to pay for this guy, you know and like yeah. orchestrating that stuff people don't even think about how like sometimes it's super easy but a lot of times it's a lot of like oh, yeah. tricking people into thinking this is better than it is yeah. or whatever smoke and mirror stuff like yeah. why did slap go to the pyramids for can you read the ollie one photo in front of a pyramid <laughs> how much money did that cost like you know like maybe it was worth it yeah, for a cover yeah <laughs> i guess so yeah do you ever get put on trips with like a crew that is just like fuck these guys are so different from what oh, i yeah wanted. yeah but when you say yes to everything you need to be open to that stuff you yeah know? and and that's what's gonna make that tour different from say if you go to that place again with somebody else you know what i mean right uh, and it's just part of it. I'll go with some terrible <laughs> lineups before, but you know it is what it is. And you've never really have you partied before? No, I mean I sober hang out yeah. more to a degree where people think I'm annihilated, but no. Uh, I've done the I've done the the shot over the shoulder thing before. No like, way. Yeah, and like many over the years, many people thought I was like raging with them. Right. <laughs> but they they um, a lot of them were incorrect was the first time i met you at rhinos or not rhinos but maybe matt moffitt's or whatever that time in san diego it was probably at rhinos yeah i think oh yeah rhino it was rhinos before rhinos like yeah. he was living mm-hmm. with debbie and uh matt moffitt and his girlfriend yeah. remember and uh galena was there and yeah, we yeah, came yeah, in yeah, late yeah, night yeah, and I, we yeah. were wasted and we were all dancing around yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay i remember yeah that was um, so what's going on nowadays? You had a guest board for Santa Cruz. I did the I did the shape for Santa Cruz. Like you designed the shape? Yeah, the, they were doing those shape board reissues, you know, with all the board. And Winkowski was on, they were started making yeah. the, bringing heavy back into the shaped boards again. They gave me a guest board on it. So that yeah. was a few, that was like last year, and I think. it kind of coincidentally happened at the same time as you stopped game for almost. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah. It was well, it was a little people, after. Yeah. There was a heavy rumor mill yeah. like Hoslam's on Santa yeah. Cruz. Well, it was just all like, yeah, smoke and mirrors, really. But there, there was a lot of like, oh my god, is he getting on Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz, Santa yeah. Cruz. But I don't think there was ever a moment where I was going to get on. I mean, I know there were. I spoke to Andrew a few times about it, but it wasn't. I never got too deep into it. I don't think. I think we just. So what is what is going on? No spon- board sponsor right now. I started my own called Brainchild. Oh. Yeah, I don't really have. I mean, I have indie still, and I have Mob, and uh, my buddy leftover hardware stuff, and and I get some shades from Glassy here and there, and Sick. some some bones bearing stuff. But uh, I don't ride for bones anymore. No, no, I got um, let go. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but they had uh, to make room for that kid that looks like Dustin Dolan. I don't know, uh, but I started my own board brand. Um, it's called Brainchild, 
I don't know, man. I just a lot of it's just to put place to put my art and my skating and yeah. my uh, I, I I sell the boards and I donate stuff to people and that's rad. Who makes you know. the boards? Uh, well, the first round of boards I went through bareback. Uh-huh. But I think I'm I might go through Dwindle DSM. Oh really? Uh, just because I. So you still have a relationship with? Oh them. yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. And then because I, I just know them, you know, yeah. and I I can speak to them on a level where it's like nobody will get. I don't have to tread on shells or anything. Not that I had to do that with bareback, but I can. I just know them for twenty years, you know. Hubad Boyle. Hubad Boyle. Hubad Boyle. Hubad Boyle. Hubad Boyle. Yeah. I yeah. just saw uh, they sent me a Danny Sargent reissue that I've... I don't know how to feel like the people that collect shit, they like, oh, mm. reissue. I'm yeah. like, hey, I couldn't get the real yeah, one, yeah, yeah. and I like, like I needed this. We so. get the real one. It's like 1500 bucks. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> fuck you. It's kind of like records. Like People get yeah. so snobby about yeah, it. I'm I like, know. I just want this for my wall yeah, like yeah. as a reminder of this period yeah, and era, Danny yeah. and all that. That's why I like what New Deal... That's why I like their stuff. Andy Housel's sick art yeah. stuff. Mark McKee's stuff that he did at the art show was so Fuck sick. yeah. Cliver's stuff's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, I went to that. Did you go to the art show thing? Dude, I, I, w- wish. I went. I went to the one in L.A. Uh-huh. At uh, Shepard Ferry's thing, Subliminal or whatever. Oh, rad. Was there Cliver was, there? Yeah, all the dudes were there. There was like a two-hour lineup to get in. No way. <laughs> yeah, you know, all these dudes are in the line, like Ross Myers in the line, like, dude, I have... I can't get in, you know, like I waited for two hours. Yeah. I was, I got there and I'm like, well, I'm for sure not getting in because look at Kenny's in, Anderson's in line, Chris Roberts in the line. Oh. Like an hour. Yeah. Uh, and I, I saw one of the people that worked at um, Dwindle and then she gave me a wristband. I went into the back zone where it's different. You still had to wait in line if you wanted to get in, but the back zone is a hangout. And uh, I saw Sheffy back there. Yes. There's a photo somewhere of me and him at the moment. I was like, sweet, this is sick. And, you know, he's, we we're just shooting the shit about stuff. I hadn't seen him in a while. And then uh, I asked him if he was going to go check it out yet. <laughs> he's like, no, not yet, but I'm going to I'm gonna go in a little bit. I'll, I'll hit you up when we go in. I was like, all right, whatever. We're going to have to wait. I'll see you in the line because it's going to be two hours. So I, like, went around to talk to some more people that I, I knew up there. And then he's like, How's it? we're going in. And I was like, well, I'll see you in the line. It's like two blocks long. Like I'll, I'll you know, like all right, I'll I'll see you there. He's like, no, we're going in now. I'm like, all right, I gotta go. And I went with Sheffy and dude walked all the way to the front. He was like talking to the lady and I was the bouncer lady at the front who's just swamped with people and he's just chit chatting with her. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous. So I started talking to like Daniel Castillo. And, Mark McKee couldn't even get back in. No. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I can't get back in. And all the time, Sheffy's like, Haslam. Nobody, he, I couldn't hear him. He straight up came out and held my hand like a, I was a three-year-old and walked me right into the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then and Daniel's like, oh, shit, Sheffy's on some Sheffy shit. And then Daniel like hid behind my leg. And, <laughs> and then Mark McKee is like, oh, I'm with them. And then he came in with like three other... Ch- it was just like... I got walked in like a 12-year-old from Sean Sheffy. Sheffy's on some Sheffy shit. Hell yeah. Dude, dude the, one of the bouncers there was like the size of the like cupboard. It was a huge, huge dude. And Sheffy was like, because oh, he's got like the little, the nice, uh, right. the voice that like really sees you. And he's like, we're going to come in now. Wow. Or whatever he said. And I was, like, I was like, I'm with this guy. And yeah. then I was in there and everybody's like, 
Chris got in, Roberts got in finally, and Kenny was like, how the hell did you get in here? <laughs> That's a funny story. <laughs> I, I felt I felt like a you know twelve year old getting my hand held to walk in, but he got me in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so sick. Okay, so is the board thing kind of just you or are yeah, you, just me? Do you plan to like have a little team or no? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't even make enough to like uh, what I spend on the boards, and then I'll have like, like I don't know profit of like 500 bucks I, and i didn't want to donate stuff too so I, want, yeah. I, I don't have enough money or board to give anybody so how are you sir are you getting income from no you just saved up money yeah okay because n- no more globe right no globe no almost i mean indy's helping me a bit but uh-huh i, I really want to make it uh not my primary um source of income my board brand because i don't want it to ruin my skate you know my my how that's the fun i'm having with skating you know what i mean and i know and i can feel like it probably would because i would start i don't want to get bitter about anything because right now i'm i'm stoked on i don't mind you know not having a shoe sponsor rothmeyer hooks me up with new balance it's okay. awesome and you know i'll get i can get wheels from people jim just hooked me up with some spitfire like yeah it's the first time i ever rode spitfires I know um, this guy Frank Gerwer. He works over there. Frank, yeah. You can hit up Frank. He just if he sends you fifty fives and you want fifty six, don't complain about it. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys out there, complain about. Hey, I I wanted fifty five. You sent me fifty six. Yeah. It's like fuck. I just want it to be an outlet for my stuff, and if people like what I'm doing, though, they know they can buy the boards or they can skate them. But if they don't like them, I can just hit up everyone in my contact list to buy them so I have enough money to at least donate something to whatever the charity is that I want to feel the need to donate to that drop of boards, you know? What are some recent charities you've done? Well, I've only done I've only done one run of boards. Okay. And it was, uh, so I did 50 of each, two boards. So 50 of each, so 100 boards. Like I, like I started the brand in, in the start of the year when I dropped my Thrasher part. Yep. And then a bunch of stuff happened where like internally with the brand that, it kind of caused some issues for me and it, it was only till a couple months ago that I got it all sorted out so where I could do it make board and stuff but during the time I was pretty bummed on the whole situation mm. and then the Ramers thing oh, happened man, you know yeah. what I mean and then a few other it was just really shitty time of year and so uh this is before I knew the the Ramers Foundation was going to even be a thing. Okay. Um so I I decided to donate it to this thing called uh, Project Semicolon. Mhm. And it's just about, you know, mental health awareness and stuff like that. Interesting. I was going to do it just to the uh the prevention hotline that was there. Yeah. Um, but I I felt like I wanted something that is a little bit more uh, uh more involved instead of just a phone call. If you if you didn't want to call anybody cuz you know, who phone who calls anybody anymore you know what i mean yeah so it, it's it's just like a lot of video um submissions of people's stories and and there's avenues of all these different uh places to go if you have any issues and stuff you know that's awesome it's just like a there's just a lot of stuff in in the website that people can search for if they're specific things they need to find guidance for or, or stuff like that so that was the first one okay i feel like skateboarding's lacking something in terms of uh kind of guidance for these kids you know what i mean yeah i i felt like it's an issue for me because you know you see all these kids that grow up and if they don't have family the good family supporting and like and like it helps you out and the homies are not there and they're just trying to wing it 
and most of the team, no offense to the team managers that I know or whatever, but most, like a lot of the time, the team managers are just, they're in the same boat. Yeah. So there's no real guidance for these kids, especially if there's no family structure or anything there, that once skating is industry is finished with them, like, what the hell? What, I don't even know how to pay tax. You know what I mean? They, yep. So just stuff like that. And usually most of the time it ends in them feeling lost and depressed or whatever. Right. Uh, I'm, again, I, I on my website, I write, like, I'm, I'm no expert at mental health or I claim to be or anything. I just know what it can feel like to just be like, all right, well, now what? Right. You know, and I know how like Ben's thing affected me, and I know how certain other my homies things affected me. Sure. So that's what I know. If I want people to be able to know that if they can't find anywhere, they can maybe go to something that I'm doing. Uh huh. And be like, oh, what the hell is this that he's doing? Oh, that, and then they can may hopefully find some sort of guidance somewhere or like something that could you know ease whatever is bumming them out or stuff like that. You know, because it, it it's heavy. You know. <laughs> Very heavy. So I just feel like that we've all had such a heavy like three years, yeah. like with oh Jake, Preston, and Preston Jake, yeah. Hubbard, Ramers, yeah, oh, like yeah. Pablo. It's been crazy. Yeah. So it, it just like almost a way to deal with it for people is necessary too. Like you yeah. know, like the people that are left like struggling because yeah, these yeah, great yeah. people aren't here anymore. It's just been like. Wow, I'd love to learn more. That What's the website? It's Project Semicolon. Semicolon? Yeah, it's kind of tragic story with the, the girl that made it, but um, it's mm. still, because she suffered with uh, mental illness too, and she committed like suicide depression. as well. Yeah, she's committed suicide as well. So wow. it, they're just like, but it's all these submissions and like, you know, other people, random people that just, you can write your story in, send yeah. it in, and it's people can read it and comment. and Okay. So it's just everything. And then there's like avenues to the prevention hotline or the these other places that you can go to if you have a specific thing you're dealing with. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just felt like I, I wanted to do, have something that had a little bit more meaning, you know? So not only is it just, you know, to run toe-to-toe with these major brands, but there was like a a little bit something more satisfying for me to like do it. Cause, yeah, absolutely. Because skating gave me so much that I want to be able to like at least maybe put a dent in it somewhere of That's helping awesome. some of these people, kids that get into skating that have no. Right. They don't like you, you, your friend commits suicide. You don't know how to deal with it. How the hell do you deal with that when you're not? Even I don't even know how to do it. It's just you just you're just like contemplating. You're like thinking of stuff that could have been different, but. It's just the way that it happened, you know? Yeah. So, it, like, how do you deal with that stuff? I know. It's so hard not to, like, have some type of guilt, like, feeling of, like, well, what if I... And it's yeah. like, you can't do that. Even for people that just died that didn't yeah, yeah. kill themselves, yeah. but, like, you're like, that guy died too early. What if... I mean, like, everywhere. It doesn't get uh, talked about enough. And uh, that's why I like what Rattray's doing a lot, because uh-huh. he... Is he doing that? Well, he's doing the Why So Sad missions and stuff, you know, because he, he's, I mean, it's in heavily involved in skating, but it also has a, like a meaningful backing behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just did, uh, I just did the Ramers thing in LA and Enjoy and Converse made a Ramers book and stuff and they make the, they Enjoy's making the Ramers boards that go to his charity and stuff. So Sick. they just had one in San Jose last night. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So we went, I went to that one on the way up. So, um, 
the people that I'm surrounded by, like now, like enjoy dudes like Louie and, and Dwindle and stuff, they're putting an effort into like, br- like put it out there. Right. Like, you know, this is ridiculous. Like our homies are bummed and we, we don't even know because we're, they're like, they don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it shouldn't end the way that it usually does, but mm-hmm. you should try and change it. I just oh, know man. losing people, especially that's pretty much like your family. Like these guys are like your brother. Oh, yeah. Like oh, they're yeah. not, they're, you know, they're not blood, but fuck, you spend more time with them probably than yeah. your family. It's just so heavy and hard. Well, I mean, you always, especially when you travel a lot, because you, you get reminded of them even more. Cause you're yeah. Like, oh my God. I remember when we went and ate there. Or, right. Um, uh, last time I saw Ben, I was in Barcelona, and he was just out there because I was finishing up filming for the Sterling Golden part that I had for Thrasher, and uh, he was there with Enjoy Dudes, and that was the last time I saw him. And Fuck. so I'll go to I went back to Barcelona, you know, and it just pops up here and there. It's like yeah, oh God, I remember. Well, try coming to work every day. Yeah, well, I'm working right next to an office that yeah. Felper used to work. Oh, uh, well, and and. P-Stones, right? Not, yeah. not to belittle anything or compare, yeah, no, but it's, no. I get it is all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I Absolutely. Fucking, man, it started with Phil Shao. He was like the reason that I kind of got into this whole world is like I ended up having a friend that was really good at skateboarding yeah, 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 and yeah. I filmed him. And when he died, like to the, to the end, Jake and I would be like, imagine Phil here. Like you go well, places and you're like, imagine what he would do if he was here. You're like, fuck, you can't help. Yeah. Like Fausto died every, yeah. like all these guys died and you're like, of course I remember him. Yeah. You don't have to tell me. Well, that's crazy because even, I didn't even know Phil and uh, I didn't know Tim either. Mm. And even, but yeah. I, knew, I knew how they skated. Right. So even I, I mean, everyone in the in the San Jose, San Francisco and even Santa Cruz, they they, they knew these dudes. For you know, sure. Israel and, and like yeah, uh, yeah. all these dudes knew Tim and Phil and all this. So they would always talk, and I would always talk. I was like, yeah, I know how Phil skated. Yeah. He would slaughter this thing. Yeah. Uh, Tim would slaughter this yeah. thing. Yeah. You know I mean? And I'm bummed that I never got to meet those dudes. One thing that I've learned through mm. this grieving process with all these like amazing people, because I have like at least a handful of amazing yeah. people that have been close to me. What I've tried to do is to say, thank God I had those moments. Like, I know, I know. Like the fact that me and Preston traveled the world yeah. together and yeah. like had so many moments, I'm lucky. Yeah. You know, because I got, I do know him. I He was a good friend. Like this was family. Yeah. And it's sad, but it's pretty rad that I was one of his dudes yeah. and he was one of my dudes. So in a way to look at it like that just you know it's kind of like what i've been trying to do with everything is like the 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 cup's half full yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. you can say it's half empty but it's half yeah, full yeah actually the one in la the ben thing in la is i got that vibe from that one it's insane that these are the, these are the people that you know ben chose to have in his life and it was pretty sick to be a part of that yeah. thing you know especially and for a guy that's battling depression yeah to take to take a little pride like i made that motherfucker laugh yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah yeah. that's pretty powerful yeah it goes like both ways with that one because you're like yeah we you know we had awesome times and stuff but how did i it just didn't even register to me that that was something going on right 
I and think that's what a lot of that, people are yeah, thinking. That's that's what is that's what gets me the most. And I'm sure it gets a lot of people. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, you never know what happens behind closed doors. I mean, the same thing with addicts too, though, is mm -hmm. like, oh, this person plays it off real well, but they are fucked. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. go home and they fucking slam yeah, vodka yeah, yeah, yeah. or fucking shoot up or something on their own dime. Yeah. And you don't see it and you don't know or whatever. There's a lot of fucked up shit, so. Yeah. Like this year's definitely made me feel like just do stuff that makes you psyched, man. Yeah. Like skate however you want to skate. Fucking dress wherever you want to dress, whatever. Be whoever you want to be. It doesn't matter what anybody says, you know what I mean? Right. Like, too short. It's, life's too short to worry about that shit. Yeah, I, th I, I think the same thing. Well, I mean, that, I think I think that's another reason why I like pro wrestling mm. from the day because uh, in a small way, it, it has kind of similarities to what we're doing. I think so. You I was telling I mean? my chick that the parallels are similar. Yeah. And that, and that, I think that's why I really like reading the autobiographies that I do is because they might be on a different level, Yeah, but there's similarities in, in what they're feeling and going through. Uh, I mean, obviously they seem to deal with it a lot different than I do, but I just like it because there's like a connection there that I can feel with them. Right. I mean- yeah, it just sucks that they, they'll, like, wrestle in front of, like, 80,000 people one year, and then next year they got another. Kamala. Kamala is, have you seen Kamala lately? He, no. he had a Kamala Speaks, his book, but. The Ugandan giant. Yeah. For years he was, uh, like, battling diabetes and stuff. He had diabetes. Right. And the guy was like, oh, man, you got to change your diet, the way you're eating, and da-da-da-da, or otherwise you're going to lose limbs and stuff. And he's all like, ah, whatever, he didn't do it. He had to get both his legs cut off. Oh, no way. Yeah, so he's in a wheelchair. He's got, like, no money. That shit's real. Yeah, he, I mean, he. I think he was at one point, he was the heavyweight champion, wasn't he? Yeah. He, like, beat Hulk Hogan. And yeah. They had to switch it to someone else, and that was their way of switching it, that Kamala won and then lost to someone else. So he was the world heavyweight champion at one point in his life, and now he, it's, it's kind of sad to hear him talk about it, but. He says he, he does. See, I heard. I watched something on him yesterday, and he he said, uh, you know, he said he doesn't want people to feel sorry for him because he is always going to be Kamala, that kind of thing. But it just sucks to see him like that. You know, he, sh he should be like killing it. Yeah, for sure. Fuck. Um, do you still play music at all? I do. I yeah, I play guitar and stuff still. I mean, I'm not like, you know, uh, Carrie King or anything. But who's the best band of all time out of? Canada. Out of Canada? Rush. <laughs> yeah, Neil like, Young. Neil, yeah, yeah. Neil Young is definitely Leonard one. Leonard Cohen. I like Neil Young. Neil Young. Although I like early Three Inches of Blood too, though. Oh, yeah. Do you know those Bison guys BC. from Bison? Yeah, I know of they them. They were in Streets. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dude, those I've guys rule. Them, I've seen them a few times, yeah. Yeah, James. Bison's sick. What Canadian band? The Shania Twain. Shania Twain. We, me and my <laughs> girlfriend just saw, um, what's her name? Lady Gaga. She's not from Canada. No, she's not. Alanis no, Morissette. Yep. No, you did. did yep. <laughs> I have <laughs> things for you. <laughs> One hand in my pocket and another hand smoking a cigarette. Okay, what's your best wrestling impersonation? I'm probably going to have to say Macho Man. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I got Elizabeth on the left and Hogan on the right. Yes, I do. But the one thing I got to tell you is snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, his ones were so sick, man. <laughs> Although I liked uh, I like Razor Ramon ones, but his ones were crazy. Mister Perfect when he used to shoot oh. himself, he used to sh- pass himself his own touchdown pass. <laughs> To say hello <laughs> to the bad guy. Yeah, El Jefe. Steve Austin had, uh, later in his career, had good ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see the one where they brought the beer truck out? <laughs> <and he was laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Roddy Piper had good ones because he looked like a psychopath. But um, Jake the Snake, because he never, like, there was, uh, it was Jake just. Jake the Snake die, right? No, he's he's still around. Oh, okay. him and him and uh, oh, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, they yeah. do some D- yoga. DDP thing. yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw Diamond Dallas Page <laughs> in the airport once. <laughs> oh man, I can't even remember with a yeah. diamond cutter. <laughs> yeah, bang. <laughs> no, dude, he got shut down, <laughs> and he did it on the way out. He's like, but you're missing out. And he's like, bow. <laughs> Who had the best en- uh, entrance music? Uh, the best entrance music that I liked. I just liked how psychopathic the uh, Ultimate Warrior was when he ran. He just, like, oh, he just ran straight. Yeah. Did he? What about? Are you ready? <laughs> Boom! Break it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Hulk Hulk watch was epic too, though, just because of the timing. Oh, his is a real American, I'm right? A real American. Yeah. You know, he'd go down. But Junkyard Dog came out to another one, bites the dust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where is he? The dog. <laughs> <laughs> he was a he was a heavyweight champion too, wasn't he? Not the yeah, first one, dude. Yeah. That's when it was all new to me and everything could do no wrong. I remember we saw Bret Hart at um, Cow Palace and he wasn't Bret Hart yet. He wasn't like, oh, yeah. he was just like a heel that was going to lose. He was, it was real early in his career. Wait, who was the, Junkyard wasn't the first uh, heavyweight no. title. Who, who, Bob Backlund or something, right? Uh, maybe Von Erichs or something. I don't know. Terry Von Erich or something? Not, I'm not even sure. That was before my time for sure. Was, he, he was like the second, he was like one of the early ones, wasn't he? Who was that? Junkyard, Junkyard Dog. Dog. He had it for a minute for sure. I thought he was the first dude to have it. Or I think it was an, like a, a Hulk Hogan kind of. I'm going to call a friend. Oh, are you, using, his, are you his, using a lifeline? His name's Google. Oh, <laughs> you're using a lifeline. First, first WWF champion. Louie, is this you? <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Yeah, um, who who was the first champion of world wrestling? Bruno San Martino? Um, oh. Oh, I'm, okay, Buddy Rogers. You're right. All right, thank you. <laughs> Take care, bro. The first champion was Buddy Rogers, who won the championship in 1963. The champion with the single longest reign is Bruno Sammartino, with a mm-hmm. reign of 2,803 days. Bruno was really? the announcer when I started watching it. And I don't know if you ever saw, but they had a late night show. This is way before like it became this entertainment thing. Yeah. And Vince McMahon was the host. And you didn't even know that he was the owner. Yeah, I remember those. Sorry, guys, but we are geeking out on wrestling. I love it. <laughs> I told my girlfriend, I was like, I'm going to go meet this guy, Chris Hoslam. We're going to just talk about wrestling for like three hours. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm trying to find um, what year he was. Uh, Junkyard Dog? Yeah. Sylvester Ritter. Hmm. He was an American professional wrestler. Um, 
Let's see. Does it say if he was a champ? My brother could call in and be like, come on. Yeah, he's Greg, like, are useless, yeah. Oh, JYD died in a single car accident. Oh, I didn't know that. Rest in peace to the JYD. What about Brother Love and his, like, red-ass face? Oh, that? man. <laughs> Brother Love, I love you. <laughs> One time legend has it that me and my brother went to a pay-per-view, mm. went to the hotel after, sat at a bar and drank beer with Kevin Nash, Bobby the Brain Heenan, yeah. and Conan. Then they took off. And fucking the big show showed up. You know oh, him? Yeah, yeah, big show, yeah. He started talking to us. He was all drinking. He was telling us about how many beers he had to drink for, to even feel it, all this stuff. And he's like, if you guys want to go to Sacramento tomorrow, I'll put your name on the list. And we went home, like, shitting our pants. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, that was the best thing ever. And we were kind of too nervous to go to Sacramento because we're like, he was so nice. But if he didn't put our name on the list, because... It, did he is he really gonna do that? Yeah. But it's like two hour drive to find out if you're yeah, on the yeah. list or not. So he didn't do it. But uh yeah, it was crazy with those guys in the bar. Like we were just like, Oh my god. <laughs> you think there's uh skate events like that? What do you mean? Like it's like you go to the, the get, like kids went to the bar and yeah, they drank like, with your oh, heel? I'm gonna put you on the list for the Adidas video. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I wasn't allowed. I got I wasn't allowed in. They didn't let me into that video. No way. The Adidas video. Why? Yeah, I don't. Know. I like telling people the story. I don't know because I didn't have a. I didn't go with her the pass, but I was in like the. My buddy had a pass for his shop to get in. Uh, Daywan and all his homies went in from the rider <laughs> line apparently. So he was there with like Luis and all these dudes. Yeah. I was with my buddy in the VIP line. Cairo's works there now, so he was walking the line picking out. He like picked Reynolds out, and he like picked Heath out, and Lanosi, and he like locked eyes with me. Just he kept, and he brought all these dudes in. Cairo. And I, <laughs> I went to the front. I, we finally got to the front, and the lady's like, "Sorry, your name's not on the list. Would it be under any other name?" And I was like, "What do you mean? I, I told you I don't have it." And Cairo's like looking at me. I was like, "Dude." Damn. He's like, "Well, I can't help you, man." I'm like, "This sucks." My homie got in. Whoa! I had to go. I was like, I had to go across the street. So I went across the street. I'm like, "Screw this video." Was it in L.A.? Yeah, I was like, "Screw this video," and they were like going, and everyone's like, "Dude, we, I think we can get you in." I'm like, "Dude, I don't care anymore." Uh. I went and got food at the restaurant like across the street, and I was just sitting down like, like all not sulking, but just like sweet. I gotta wait for this thing to be done. And Matt Hensley sits down next to me with his family. Ah, <laughs> oh, sick. And I was going to ask him, I was like, dude, you got kicked out of the premiere too? And he's probably like, what premiere? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Like, God damn it, Cairo. Well, one thing about Matt Hensley is Joe Hammocky right now is on a fucking I know. cruise ship. I was going to go on that with him. No way. Yeah, I was going to go on that. Smitty, but I got the family on the fucking boat. We got flogging Molly and the faction. Yeah, Burnett yeah. said I could have as many drinks as I want. <laughs> he drove his Miata out there. <laughs> I got the Miata back. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to go on that, but they couldn't figure it out. It was too last minute. No way. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Cruise ships scared the hell out of me. But it was a mini ramp. Uh, I can oh, there do, is? I can do that. Ansel loves fucking Foggy <laughs> Molly, Schmitty. Yeah. We missed the Miata. I know. I miss it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was hilarious. 
Shit. That was Arizona that was Arizona hammocky, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> there was uh every Phoenix Am I've gone to a lot of Phoenix Ams for some reason. I love uh the Cowtown people. Like yeah, Laura and Trent yeah, are so yeah, awesome. Yeah. But I was always like, how come the oldest guy is going to the youngest guy contest? Like, put the relic out on the course with the kids. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Hammocky lived there, and he would always just, you know, Hammocky's the best. He'll, like, give you the keys to his house and yeah, the keys yeah, to his car. Yeah. So I was driving the Miata to and from his house to the contest. <laughs> it was sick. That's sick, man. Yeah. Well, what what else is going on? What do we need to know about? Any future plans? No, I'm just trying to keep this skate thing going you got a p.o box we can send some stickers and wheels to yeah i need to get one what size shoes are you yeah uh i can't even remember anymore 11 do you have the same size feet yeah okay good well like one different than the other dude phil phil shao he had two different size feet like how big though at least a half a size so hit like he was on who was he on america America would send him two sets of shoes, a six and a six and a half, and he would take one out of each. So he had Stop all it. these sets. Stop of, it. Yeah, I swear oh to God. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so it like, dude, how can we have one shoe? Yeah. You got like 10 of one shoe. Yeah. Here's some brainchild stickers I got. Woo! And I got some of these uh, Balbarian stickers I made. I'll put these on the web. Um, I got a little website. Um, what I learned early in the podcast game is I have a face for radio. Mm. <laughs> so, like, we keep the video cameras out of there. I got a little website, and I'll put, like, some, like, tidbits on there. And stuff. You got to put, um, like, a security camera in here so you can just get that weird security footage of them interviewing. <laughs> yeah. We, well, Frank this and, way, so it looks Frank like. Frank and I are going to do the Thrasher radio next year. Yeah. And I was talking about, like, what if you had hidden GoPros and it just looks way more like yeah. the opposite of professional, but it's like kind of like, like your sh- yeah. shopping market. Like, it's like an interrogation room. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you go, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom, and some guy starts taking shirts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you leave all this, like, things they can, like, take, like little knickknacks, like the keys or, like, the wallets or, like, a little shirt and see who can steal anything. All right. That'd be sick. One thing I wanted to say, too, is I wanted to thank you so much. I didn't really know that you were such an artist. Yeah. And when Preston died, you sent me this amazing, yeah. uh, whew, sometimes it's hard for me to talk about this stuff, but uh, it's a picture of Preston with wings. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I fucking, dude, when it came, it was just at a really, it really meant a lot to me. It yeah. was at a time where it was really hard for me. Preston was so... He was my dude, and, like, for him to, I don't know, I just, it meant a lot. And, like, I want to go upstairs and get a photo with you holding it. Because it's right at my desk next to, I got uh, my desk and then the keg killer uh, (laughs) thing and then your (laughs) thing on front. Yeah, It's kind of a... Like some people are like, that's kind of depressing. You have your, like, dead guy zone. I'm like, well, it is is what it is. And that's just... No, I knew, I knew you were my, like, I knew you... And Preston were like tight, you know. And yeah. I knew that uh, the the vibe around here was probably pretty heavy around that time. And I just thought it was something that I could do to I don't know about liven things up, but like you know, show that you're not in it by yourself. You know, that people yeah. outside that aren't in the Thrasher or the web, the San Francisco area are thinking about you guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, no y- problem. Yeah, Jake. Um, when Jake passed it, it was. I don't know. 
in no way am I comparing either of yeah, it, I know. but like um, when Jake, the same thing, it was like people hit me up that it just means a lot. Like Andrew Reynolds called me yeah. and was like, hey, you guys got to stay fired up up there. And, and Rolly and these yeah, different yeah, guys yeah. that are so, you know, these are big deal dudes in our industry and they're like kind of thinking about you and, and not only thinking about you, but letting you know. Yeah, yeah. And that does help, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just all that stuff really helps to just know that yeah. people are like, hey, we got your back and yeah absolutely i mean i i knew i was um i knew p-stone more than i knew phelps yep you know and we hang out with p-stone together a bunch and yeah. stuff so i knew that th that was a heavy one and i mean phelps is obviously again i'm not comparing about right whatever but um saw that that was i saw that photo of uh Keystone with the beer, the Thrasher photo of him. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's such a sick photo of him." Yeah. So I, I thought that was something to do. All it needed was his uh, can crushed in his arm. Yeah. <laughs> do you have one moment like that was just an amazing Peastone story? My story. I mean, I've had you know Peastone and I, like go on trips and stuff. We went to Australia. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, awesome piece with um, Phelps was actually there too, and and Lee Ralph and stuff. Uh, but most of the stories that I like hearing about Peastone, I'd go to a country like Russia or wherever I went. Uh -huh. I think I got one in like Chile or something, and Peastone's name came up, and just hearing how Peastone affected these random kids. While he when he was down there on a trip was just so sick. Yeah, everywhere though it was it was like it's like I can't believe he came down. I met him like 15 years ago, and he came to Chile again, and he knew what my name was still. Yeah, you know, and like you know, he just beers whatever. It was just so sick. It didn't. There was no like hating. There was no yeah. weird vibes. There was no. It was just skating and having fun and just being there, and it was. It's just so those stories, I, I mean, my stories with Peastone are just like all the same. Not one particular story, but just hearing, yeah. hearing like how he affected other people that weren't, that aren't in, you know, aren't dudes in the skate world, like the pros or whatever. Yeah. Just random kids that knew him, you know, just like when he had told me about all the guys in Singapore that I was like, how the hell... Right. Did you remember those dudes? Like, I feel like sometimes I'm the only one that remembers them, you know what I mean? And yeah. here's some dude in my world now that's like heavy in my world that knows exactly who I'm talking about. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think a lot of people echo that. So I went to, uh, Fal what's Phelan, right? In uh, Japan. Mm -hmm. They had uh, P-Stone. Oh, they love them. Yeah. They have a pro board. Yeah. And I bought his pro board. I, I thought, got that too. Yeah, you got it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. It is, uh, what does it say? Cold beer, yeah, good came, did times. It, did it come with good a times cold beer or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cold. black and it's like yeah. gold kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I got one of them. With the koozie. Yeah, yeah. with the koozie. And it was like, it, even hearing them talk about P-Stone, I was like, fuck. Oh, they fucking loved them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sick. Were you in Australia for the, um, I think it was a globe contest where the guy jump down the stairs on roller skates gary valentine yeah <laughs> i was, did film that one. i was there yeah who was he gary valentine he, he he's the uh was he president of globe in yeah. australia no in la oh like he's there i saw him like two weeks ago not even a week ago he was wasted <laughs> 
And I think the night before, he had like made a bet with uh, Mumford and these dudes. He's like, I'm going to do it, bro. They're like, no, you're not. He's like, I'll bet you, I don't know what he got, a thousand bucks? Or like, fuck, you won't jump that. And yeah. then. Uh, it's like 12 stairs or something. Yeah, right? but he came, he came like, because everybody in Australia that like works at Globe no, obviously knows him. But he came like in full helmet and everything. So no one recognized him. Right. And they're like. Who is this? Kook? I gotta dig that footage up. <laughs> Who is this dude? And he tried it. I think he tried it twice. Yeah. And he just piled. The that was <clears throat> Adam Diet's like switch back healed that set. Oh yeah. Did he win? I think he might have won. Go. I think that's the contest that Jake claims they had a different winner, and Jake came up and said, "Are you fucking out of your mind? Yeah. This guy won." Yeah, probably that. Because uh, Macno Crook and uh, Terrell Robinson did something on the Hubba. Macno tried it and. Just Peter Pan, I think. Oh, and yeah. Well, dude, thanks so much for stopping by. And, not a problem. Uh, I really appreciate um, you coming here kind of out of your way and getting this it's thing under our belt. Yeah, man. Catching up. I haven't seen you in a minute. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. If there's anything I can do, I can make some calls down to Douglas <laughs> and see if we can get some more wheels sent <laughs> up. No, we're good, man. Just... Uh, yeah, I just keep doing what you're doing, man. I uh, like the inside of the van too. You're fucking, thank you. Yeah, yeah the thanks. ride's looking nice. What should we end it with? What uh, should we go to? Some fucking "I Am the Real American" or what? What song should we take uh, it out of here? Well, I don't know. Like, give some uh, Canadian love somehow. How about we do a? Uh, Ooh. I'm gonna go see with my brother on the 18th uh, in, in Squamish. There's a dude called. Uh, Juventud Guerreras. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's going to be uh, up in Squamish for my brothers. I'm going to go see him wrestle up there on an independent. <laughs> yes. He's like, dude, I don't even know who this is. I'm like, I think this is a dude that got high on PCP and ran around the hotel butt naked and then tried to beat up the cops and went to jail. He's related to Eddie Guerrero. I yeah, think. I, like, I, it's I like is. like Eddie Chavo, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all disciples. I like. I showed him. I, I looked up the article and it was like got naked in his hotel room and started screaming. He came in the world this way. He's gonna leave this way. And then Whoa. he tried to beat the cops up. <laughs> all right. Well, you never know what this next song is gonna be till you hear it. But here it is. <laughs> I want to thank Chris Hoslam for showing up with the dog. What's the dog's name? Skyla. Skyla's in yeah. this house, baby. See if people know what song it is you play. Don't tell them which one it is. See if That's they can. Right. See if they First can. person to uh, email me what this song is without using the app. And who came into the ring with it. Wins three shirts right here on Talking Schmidt. <laughs> it is Schmitty, Skyla. And Hoslam, and we out of here. Bye. Talk to you next week. See you, folks. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talkin' Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow up them charts. All the episodes will always remain free to my listeners, but if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so at our website, TalkinSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like stickers, beanies, t-shirts, or hats. The website has an entire archive of all the episodes with extra photos and video. You can also email me with any concerns, questions, suggestions, comments, etc. at TalkinSchmidt at gmail.com. That's TalkinSchmidt, T-A-L-K-I-N-S-C-H-M-I-T at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by me, Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature, and a special shout-out goes to my executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout-out. Love it! Until next week, this is Talkin' Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Talkin' Schmidt. Talkin' Schmidt. Talkin' Schmidt. Talkin' Schmidt.